0: Welcome to Dog Save the People, a podcast about how dogs make our lives better. My name is John Bartlett, and I'm your host. With Christmas time upon us, I wanted to share with you all again a story that I told a couple of years ago that connects to the holiday, the story of Tiny Tim, my late three-legged pit bull. If you're a regular listener to the show, you'll certainly be familiar with him because I always reference him in conversations with guests as he was indeed my hairy soulmate. At this time of year, I always think of him in our time together, and I try to keep his legacy going through the Tiny Tim Rescue Fund, which I created in his honor to raise money for independent dog shelters and rescue groups across the U.S. I hope you enjoyed this episode and that you all have a happy holiday. Tiny Tim came into my life. I had just turned 40. I was looking to adopt my own dog. I was single at this point. I was looking for another small dog that I could travel with and a kind of dog that I knew. So I went out to North Shore Animal League. The minute I walked into the shelter, the first dog that I saw was a three legged pit bull mix. He and I locked eyes. That was it. He was the only dog that wasn't barking. The gentleman who was showing me the dog says this is the best dog in the in the shelter. He was a stray that had been hit by a car, and his front leg was mangled. They amputated his front right leg on Christmas Eve. So they called him Tiny Tim, like the Dickens character. He was there for about four months before I came to meet him. He became the shelter favorite. So Tiny Tim and I met. I had to think about it a little bit, but really, like, from the get-go when we met, we were on the floor, rolling around. I did feel an immediate bond with him took me about a week to decide whether I was going to adopt him because I wasn't sure if I wanted such a big dog. But when I went to pick him up, he basically jumped into the back seat of my car. There's this idea of rescue dogs when they get adopted of having their freedom ride. When they are leaving the shelter, their faces are changed. And so that was Tiny Tim. When I brought him home to my apartment, I had bought him a bunch of toys. He grabbed the toys, threw them up in the air, caught them, and he knew... He just knew that he was home. Watching Tiny Tim walk down the street with three legs, people would either jump out of his way or they would just stop and watch him. But what I loved was Tiny Tim had a handicap. He was missing a limb and he just got on with things. I think that so many people were inspired by that. It brought people out of their own heads, even for a second, because they'd see this dog kind of galloping. He couldn't really saunter. He had to gallop. Because he had only one front leg. So he had to keep the momentum moving. So I literally would be running down the street with him. As children are, they have no filter. So they would say, what happened to your dog? Why is he missing a leg? What happened to him? So I would just tell the story. And they'd be like, oh, okay. And they would accept it and absorb it. Some adults, however, would be like, why didn't you put him down? That was always a shocker for me. Like, he's not right. Why would you have a dog like this? Tiny Tim also represented this wonderful story of a non-human person who had a handicap that just showed everybody that he had everything he needed. He was very playful. I had a friend who would stay with him when I was out of town and she would always take pictures of him when he woke up because he would wake up on his back and stick all three legs up in the air and kind of yawn and he was just very content. Even before I opened my eyes, because he slept in bed with me a lot, he would start thumping his tail. That was such a wonderful feeling, like this dog is, he's here for me. He's kind of waiting for me to wake up, but he's just right there. He wasn't a perfect dog. He had some behavioral issues, but again, he was, he was me and I was him. It was uncanny. We almost looked alike. And I think that starts to happen. With humans and their dogs, they start to resemble each other somehow, and Tiny Tim and I were a pair. I had a store in the West Village in New York City. It was a small boutique, lived around the corner, and so Tiny Tim would come to the store with me every day, which was my dream, to have a little store where I sold clothes and he could be with me all day because I hated to leave him at home. So he'd come with me to work, and a friend of mine was able to kind of capture Tiny Tim in a drawing that became sort of a silhouette drawing of a three-legged dog. And he perfectly captured Tiny Tim's head and his three limbs. And so I started selling these t-shirts at the store, and they became the biggest seller. He did get more famous. like There were a lot of different articles about him. They had a picture of him in the USA Today as a story about people bringing their dogs to work. There was a video about him that won an award at a big dog show. So he just became very, very well known. And the the wonderful thing about Tiny Tim was, again, he represented a certain type of rescue dog. And because he was a pit mix, he represented a certain type of dog that a lot of people are afraid of. So he changed people's minds. So Tiny Tim ended up getting lymphoma, did everything that I could that was homeopathic and holistic, But eventually the cancer spread. It was time to put him down. I hate that term, but put him to sleep. So a bunch of us humans and two of my other dogs piled into a car and we took his bed down to the vet. And she put the bed on the floor. He jumped into the bed and he looked at all of us and then he laid his head down on my arm and then we put him to sleep. So after Tiny Tim passed, I worked with the North Shore Animal League and we would do rescue events. They would come with a big van, a big mobile unit, and it would park in front of the store. And we'd have these big adoption events, which was such a wonderful day for me because not only did people come to visit the store, but all these dogs and cats were being rescued and and found great homes in New York City. I started working with the city shelter, the ACC, the Animal Care Centers of New York. But while I was volunteering at the city shelter, I met these people doing rescue. And one woman in particular said, if we had more money, if we had more funds, we could save more animals. So I thought if I can help to raise money, I can do what I can. I decided to create a foundation. So I started the Tiny Tim Rescue Fund And I started an online store of all of the products that I create, which are t-shirts, dog collars, hoodies, and everything has the Tiny Tim logo, which is a three-legged dog. And all of the profit goes directly to these different rescue groups and or small independent shelters. And it's a beautiful legacy for Tiny Tim. And he lives on through that. And I think a lot of people who work in rescue are motivated in the same way. One dog will capture their heart and that dog will then help them help other dogs. If you're interested in supporting, you can find Tiny Tim t-shirts on our website as well as Tiny Tim hats at dogsavethepeople.com shop. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dog Save the People, a podcast about how dogs make our lives better. This show is made by As It Should Be, a production company and content studio. It is made with the support of Scott Benaglio, executive producer, and Jack Summer, our producer and editor. And special thanks to Daniel Lampert, our neighbor and composer, for creating the music for the show. You can follow Dog Save the People on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like this show, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. You can also follow our show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. To sign up for our monthly email newsletter, you can go to dogsavethepeople.com. On the website, you'll also be able to find merch in our new online gift shop. This includes shirts from the Tiny Tim Rescue Fund, My Foundation, where profits go to supporting independent rescues and shelters. If you have any questions or submissions, please drop a note to the email address, bark at dogsavethepeople.com. Enjoy a walk with your dog outside and make it a great day for both of you.